0: On this episode of Hit the Deck. Hockey Week in America,
1: huh? Sounds pretty strong to me. Because this is around the country. This is just for America, too. I mean, Canada, it's hockey week every week in Canada, so for the United States, now it's gone to Hockey Week in America, so Yeah, take that, you hosers. That's right. And rumors may be flying about the NHL's newest franchise name. But Seattle is cracking down. Rumors are going wild that the uh, Seattle expansion NHL team are basically pretty close to having a team name.
0: Release the Kraken! Or Kraken. I don't know what's proper.
1: I'm just going to go
0: with whatever they say it is. All this and more coming out on this episode of Hit The Deck. Game on! Welcome to episode 161 of the Hit The Deck Podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers! And we are back, baby. Another week has gone by, and another opportunity for us to come at you with some uh, hockey talking. Hockey talking, that's just what we do here on the podcast and who is the we who is doing that thing to you at you for you with you even you can join the conversation we can't hear you but we want you to join in and feel part of us who is talking to you right now I will let you know in tonight's starting lineup and for tonight's starting lineup in goal as ever I am number 35 your American rhino Gary McComiskey and of course my hot to trot co-host on defense, number four,
1: I'm James Sejazy.
0: Trot, in this instance, is here defined as podcast about ball hockey, I think.
1: This works for me.
0: I wouldn't want to cast aspersions on you, buddy. I wouldn't want to start rumors.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: That's the kind of thing that can break up the band, you know?
1: Uh, yeah, exactly right. And uh, Well, there's no yokos in this band, so uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll keep it at, at that, and hopefully things will work out just fine. I mean, Fleetwood Mac made a whole album about it. Yeah, it turned out to be a pretty darn good one, too. But I don't want to risk that.
0: I mean, it's amazing how excellent they were able to craft this musical masterpiece that was that album, considering that they all hated each other for sleeping with each other's wives and husbands. (laughs) Yeah, a little minor thing like that to break up good relationships. But, uh, you know, so (laughs) anyway, I don't want to instigate that kind of masterpiece. No, that I mean, I don't. OK, I've broken myself We're we're not three minutes into this podcast. and I've already broken myself, James.
1: Well, uh, hopefully we can just recover and fix you as soon as possible and get going, because we need you, American Rhino. We can rebuild him. We have the technology.
0: The technology in this instance is Skype and a couple of laptops and some microphones. So, you know, you work with what you got, I guess.
1: Yeah, and with inflation and stuff like that too. But still, the uh, six million dollar man is is far beyond our capabilities, unfortunately.
0: I don't know, James. There were times when I felt like uh, I, I I spent uh, close to that on hockey gear. So
1: you're not you're too spoken far like off. a true goalie. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> and that's why we appre- one of the reasons why we appreciate and love our goalies. Ah,
0: well, you know, it's all part of the game.
1: Yeah, well, how you doing? Uh,
0: no, I was going to ask you. You beat me. I asked you first. Now, now I have to answer the question. Now I have to answer what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, that's because I'm a goalie. I don't know what I'm doing out there. I got this big, chunky stick, and I'm just waving it around with one hand. Of course, you won the face <laughs> off uh anyway um i guess i'm doing okay given the 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 slappy nature of this banter here at the beginning of the podcast yeah i feel like all i do now is edit podcasts but that's okay i mean (laughs) i just wish i was getting paid for it honestly i love it it's it's a lot of work i just wish i was getting paid for it
1: as do i and uh yeah. yeah
0: It is a labor of love, which I willingly and happily do on behalf of you, dear listener.
1: And the podcast world, other than our loyal listeners, suffer from it because the American Rhino does excellent work. He hates to hear that, especially when I try and give him credit for all the credit that he deserves. But it's true. It's a lot of work. It is a labor of love, but there are only so many hours in the day. So (laughs) there's something's got to give here or there, but it would be nice to make a living from this.
0: So just this is a... (laughs) What a uh, effortless segue, James. This is just a friendly (laughs) reminder to you, dear listener, that if you are a fan of Star Trek and you're interested in the new show, Star Trek Picard, it just so happens that your heroes, Gary and James, have started a brand new podcast called Vintage Picard dedicated to that self-same topic. We're uh, three episodes deep. We'll be four within a day or two of this podcast dropping, so... You might want to check it out if you haven't already. And if you like the franchise, because I'd like to think we're doing good work. Obviously, I'm biased because I do most of the talking. But nevertheless, I I think it is if you are a Star Trek fan, it is worth a listen. But I mean, you know, non podcast stuff as this podcast drops uh, tomorrow, I will have my daughter's sweetheart dance at her school. For Valentine's Day. So that's something that I'm looking forward to. And uh otherwise, I mean, this weekend, I mean, it's not hockey, but this weekend is the debut of the XFL, which, I mean, I'll check that out. The New York Guardians, you know, got to root for the home team, even if it's a brand new league. You know, I am one of those who declares allegiance to the home team, no matter what the sport. So... That's just how I feel. Even though they play in Jersey, they are the New York team by name. So they are my team by location, I guess. Anyway, um, <laughs> they they have gargoyles on their helmets, which is pretty cool. Yep. You know, I mean, I wish it was the gargoyles from Disney's gargoyles back from the Disney afternoon, which, by the way, that series is on Disney Plus, so check that out if you haven't because this is a really random tangent but it was a great series and it featured voice talent from uh many of the star trek the next generation cast some of whom will be making cameos in this season of star trek Picard, which we we are doing a podcast about see it all comes full circle here on hit the deck. It's a finely crafted meal that that's well prepared and lovingly and painstakingly laid out and planned. And then none of that is true. This is all complete coincidence that we came back around to that topic. Well done, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what they say about
1: blind squirrels and nuts. <laughs> I don't actually, but uh, speaking of of a kind of relative, I suppose that it seems like I think it was Staten Island Chuck or unless um or did uh Blosio kill him? I forget he dropped him. but um <laughs> I think he did, but yeah
0: or he yes, I, I believe he suffered grievous wounds, but you know, woodchucks are like, um, I don't have an analogy, but they, they 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 are eternal, you know one one goes down, another one rises immediately to take its place.
1: Well anyway, Pong Phil, I think he's alive and well
0: hmm. Yeah. As far uh, as I know.
1: Yeah. So Although Groundhog Day,
0: I saw a commercial about Bill Murray absconding with him. So, oh, no. you know, it's possible that <laughs> it was a, Yeah, it was the, the Super Bowl took place on Groundhog Day. So there was this big like Super Bowl commercial where Bill Murray like reenacting Groundhog Day where, you know, contemporary Bill Murray awakes and finds himself in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, not again. And so he, he, he goes and steals the groundhog and it was a car commercial. So (laughs) like he, he jumps in a, I don't remember which brand it was, Toyota, Audi for, it was a vehicle of some sort. I see how much their, their advertising dollars paid off. Wonderful! It, it left a lasting impression on me, clearly. But um, he jumps in a car with the groundhog and, and like they drive off all, to all these different places. And I guess the implication is if you get in this car and drive, you'll be able to drive, you know, all day and, and, and have the time of your life and do it over and over and over again and never get bored of it.
1: Well, anyway, the good thing about that, and hopefully there's plenty of room for deck hockey equipment in that vehicle. But uh, since the Groundhog, I believe, saw his shadow, that means that spring is going to be early this year, supposedly. Is that how it works? I I can never remember. Whatever. But for deck hockey fans out there, at least in the um, northeast here, in our part of the country, that means that deck hockey season, hopefully, will be here earlier than we expected. Obviously, we play all year long, but when it's extremely cold and windy or if it's snowing and rainy... It's really hard to play outdoors. So that's a good sign, at least for whatever that connection we were making between squirrels and groundhogs. When the groundhog sees
0: his shadow, you get six more weeks of deck hockey.
1: <laughs> that's always good.
0: woo Yeah, I, I <laughs> heartily endorse as much game as is possible.
1: Absolutely.
0: Anything else? Happen- there was the Super Bowl this week, and I have to say I watched it with my family, and I was I was very frustrated because... My wife participates in a a Super Bowl pool at work. It's a, like, it's not high stakes or anything. It's a couple bucks per box, what have you. But, you know, the 49ers and the Chiefs, they just kept screwing up. We had, we had our numbers come up like two or three times. And right before the end of the quarter, they'd change the score and be like, no. Or uh, actually, I think for one of them, if the, uh, 49ers had opted to kick for, uh, like, push. Uh, oh, I think it was at the end of the half. Like, they, they got possession of the ball with a minute and, like, a minute and a half left, and they had time, or a minute left, and they had time to go down the field and try and kick a field goal, and they just basically ran out the clock. And it's
1: like, come on, don't you care
0: about my numbers?
1: You can't do that in deck. You got to play the game. Yep, right to the whistle. There's, there's no laziness in, in hockey, so one of the reasons why I feel... I haven't watched NFL in a few years, too, so I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I am happy, though, that a, a son of a New York Met did win the Super Bowl. So Pat mm-hmm. Mahomes was a pitcher for the Mets in the late 90s and early 2000s, and his son is now the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. So that was that was cool to hear. So hopefully that's good karma for our Metsies. Other MVP, than that,
0: he went to Disney World.
1: Oh, very good. Congratulations. Yeah. That that That's excellent. So, Mazel tov. Uh, Mazel tov indeed. I do also like the name Chiefs because of um, – The uh, Charlestown Chiefs of the movie Slapshot. So, who owned a chief? Very cool. Uh, Which uh, I saw we tweeted about. Yes. Or retweeted, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I forget who sent that tweet out initially, but that's one of the many parts of that movie that makes me laugh every time. (laughs) Owns, owns. Anyhow, so uh, that's really cool. But yes, uh, in in hockey, you got to play for every second. And in a couple of weeks, we'll be celebrating a very significant celebration and anniversary of a perfect lesson of that in ice hockey. So the 1980 miracle team, mm. the uh, Team USA that beat the unbeatable Russians at that time, case in point, the uh, clock was running down. Team Russia, the USSR kind of led up a little bit in the waning seconds. Team USA did not. We ended up scoring a very important goal, which ended up leading to the victory for Team USA. But anyway, it's coming on 40 years since that amazing game. And then Team no USA kidding. yeah, winning the gold. A couple days later which was on my mom's birthday which is really cool too so uh we'll save that for a future podcast
0: i have no doubt
1: Hmm. i mean that's one of the things here and hit the deck uh there's another very important significant anniversary coming up for a certain podcast too but things that we always try and hit every year that's one of them the uh, 1980 ice hockey team
0: death taxes and the uh the miracle anniversary absolutely yep that's 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 just how we roll, or skate, I guess, or not skate, since it's hockey and sneakers. I'm going to move on because that okay. really that went nowhere. That just flamed out as it was coming out of my mouth. <sighs> why, why do you listen to this show? Um, okay. You know what, James? Yeah. I don't have anything else. Do you, how I I never no. You know what? No, no. You almost got me. Darn it. You almost, You almost got me bamboozled and moving uh, on. How was your week,
1: James? How was your week? Well, not that I was going to watch the Super Bowl anyway, but one of the reasons why I did not was I had to get to bed really early because work, I had to get up at, um, had to be there at 6 a.m. Oh. The day after. So whoever planned that deserves a big kick in the butt. But Are there big post-Super Bowl candle sales? Exactly. So go figure. It was, they, they, we, they had to do inventory. So they decided in a huge store to do inventory in one day. Thus, uh, us suckers had to get in really, really, really early and stay for about almost, a well, yeah, 11 hours doing that. So that was something I never want to do ever again. So to answer your question, I'm happy that the week is almost over.
0: I think Fox lied to us, James, because I was told repeatedly by the Fox network that the day after the Super Bowl was a holiday and they they said you're welcome for your day off. Fox
1: lied. I don't believe it. That's never happened in my life where Fox turned around and stabbed some innocent person in the back. I'm in shock. Yeah, this is
0: (laughs) shock, shock to discover dissembling going on at this establishment
1: not joe buck
0: well james i i, I asked you this via text yes. on the night of but i will ask you again publicly here on the podcast how many other people do you think joe buck needed this year to do his job
1: yeah that's a good question it's a pretty big staff one of the reasons why four years ago just about that fox had to uh, cut down its employees and um conserve some money to make sure that Mr. Buck had plenty of people doing his job for him. So to answer your question, I would probably assume conservatively mm, 15 people, one <sighs> Okay, because I remember
0: a year or two ago he was on a talk show or late night talk shows and he was, I guess, making the circuit and he was bragging about how many people he had helping him call the Super Bowl. He's like, oh, I had one person over here with a clipboard showing me the the history of this team and somebody over here pointing at a stat chart and this guy over here telling me what this player did and who did that and somebody in my ear telling me that I... And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, dude, you are a broadcaster at the national level, like who who I'm sure is making quite a lot of money. And this is not just the Super Bowl for the players. This is a Super Bowl for you, too. Like this is the game, the preeminent game of that sport where, you know, the 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 top level people are supposed to show up and and be the ones who are tapped to play. If you need an entire room full of people to do your job for you, I mean, at that point, you're just a monkey that's reading off of, you know, cards and te- and and saying the things your producer's telling you to say. Like, anybody could do that. Wouldn't you want somebody in that position, wouldn't you want somebody who is able to organically call the game and inject their own personality and style and bring their
1: professionalism and skill to it on their own. As we've mentioned in the past with the Sokoa sports app that uh, Mr. Joe Buck got his job because of his father, Jack Buck, who was a longtime broadcaster and and a fine broadcaster at that for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals for many, many decades. And then little Joe comes around, rides his dad's coattails and is handed jobs and, and gets this gig. So when you don't earn something, I'm not saying that he's not talented enough to be a good broadcaster and so on and so forth, but when you're, you are don't, don't sacrifice and if you are blessed or, or somebody who's listening that can give you a good gig and you're able to make a living from something that you love, then you know what it means to earn something and keep something and be better at something. So when you're just handed whatever it is, then, yeah, you have that mentality. like That, to me, and he admitted it himself, uh, Mr. Buck, so I don't understand that. It doesn't make sense to me. I think that if you want to get a job done, you do it right, especially if you love something and you just said it absolutely true. I mean, it's the Super Bowl. It's the uh, World Series. It's, it's, it's the NHL Stanley Cup Final. The players have sacrificed so much to get there, so you should do that too. But when it's something that you don't really earn – and you don't really understand what it means to sacrifice, then you just sit back and let other people do your job, and you take the credit for it. And That's just something that, uh, personally for me, is completely foreign and unfair, but that's just the way this life goes. It's not fair, but that's the way it goes.
0: Now, let me just be clear about something. I'm not suggesting that you should be a lone wolf, should be forced to be a lone wolf. No, broadcasters have producers. They have, you know, there are people on staff to look up statistics and have that information available when it's necessary. But, you know, there's a difference between having access to resources and having, you know, literally an entire room full of information and basically relevant data that you have to work in. Just in front of you because you can't be trusted to to think and deliver it on your own. That's, you know, one or two people helping you, fine. That's the industry. Everybody helping you to the point where you don't have to do anything yourself except talk. That's just lazy.
1: And another thing, too. When we went to uh, our, our university, I was able to, and Gary was was able to too, which was a thrill. We were able to, to call baseball games and soccer games and basketball games in Shea Stadium and MSG too, not just the university's stadiums and, and arenas and things like that. So even as season ticket holders, when you go to the good seats or a luxury box you're handed a stack of notes which is just facts and, and things about the teams that are playing that day and as a broadcaster that's nice little tidbits that okay this guy has a hitting streak or in the nhl he has he's uh coming on back-to-back shutouts as a goalie and things like that but it's true it's how lazy can you be that uh, you, if you could just you could just rely on those notes alone and fake it but You should definitely know, and and I'm not saying that Joe Buck doesn't know about the teams that he was covering and things of that nature, but it's true. When you have somebody pointing out facts and... Somebody else giving you this, and somebody else giving you that, and and a producer telling you to to hit this and say that. Really, exactly. You you said it best a, a while ago. You're just a trained monkey regurgitating, and anybody can do that. So, I apologize that that's a a, a sore spot in my life. So that's kind of pressing my buttons. So and yeah, i uh, okay. I admit I, I worked for Fox in in a past life, so that's why I have a. I'm not just saying that as a jealous maniac that doesn't know what he's talking about. I, I do. I've seen it firsthand and, and I know how it worked. And that's just, that's probably any media too. I'm not just beating up on Fox. It's CBS and NBC and everybody else is just as guilty. But anyway, yeah. So when when, when life hasn't been very good to me in the last few years and uh, sometimes my bitterness shows and and that's one of the examples. So I'm sorry, I'm calm now. Everything's cool and we're back to the podcast. So there we go.
0: Well, I don't know how we <laughs> desol- devolved into this. So yeah. uh, I... <laughs> I think I'll wrap that particular topic up, but just to put a bow on it, I will just say one last thing. In this particular instance, I wish Fox had opted to pass the buck. Very good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I never heard that about Jim Nance, for example, over at CBS. I don't remember him having a whole staff of uh, of a bigger roster than the teams that he's covering to help him do his job.
0: Yeah, talk about special teams.
1: Exactly.
0: Anyway. Uh, We should talk about hockey, James, because I think so. Yeah, it is mid hockey season. It is actually we are we are well into the second half at this point because yeah. the All-Star break had just passed a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, we we begin our march towards the playoffs. Well, not you and I personally, but the NHL teams and probably a lot of deck teams as well. Mm-hmm. So we, we should jump into the hockey stuff. So. With that in mind, I think uh, I will put it on you, James. Would you mind, please, terribly telling us what is on deck for this podcast?
1: Well, let me ask some of my staff. I mean, yes, yes, I'd be happy to.
0: Okay, thank
1: you. Hockey Weeks in America. Hockey Day in America is Sunday 216, but the celebration certainly doesn't stop there. Places like New York, Tampa, and Nashville have some big plans. Plus, a certain podcast celebrates its fourth anniversary in the middle of it all. And Seattle's Kraken's showing. Rumors are running wild that the NHL's expansion team in Seattle may be named the Kraken, a most menacing choice. The American Rhino and I run down some other, let's say, destructive NHL team names. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. All right, so we
0: will release the Kraken a little later in the show, but for now... (laughs) it is uh hockey weeks in america
1: yeah this is just uh talk about great stuff and, and to that kevin to look weeks forward to. uh it should be sure he's definitely built in with that and a great nhl career that he's had as well and, and post nhl career over the nhl network too but um this is kind of tied in with with his love and passion so sure why not i'd like to hang out with him for a couple of weeks party don't stop <laughs> right. I'm, so you, I'm, I'm not
0: referring to him specifically.
1: I'm referring to hockey weeks in America. Absolutely. And if you find yourself in particular, because this is around the country, this is just for America, too. I mean, Canada, it's hockey week every week in Canada. So for the United States, the USA Hockey and NBC decided to team up and come up with Hockey Day in America. And now it's gone to Hockey Week in America, too. So yeah, take that, you hosers. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So if you find yourself down in Tampa Bay, they have nine days lined up, not just seven. Go big or go home, James. That's right. So they start off on uh, February 9th. And that's a full day of hockey events that they have scheduled for Hockey Day in Tampa Bay. And it starts at 8.30 a.m. on Sunday morning. That is February 9th. And they have youth hockey games lined up with the Hall of Famers, and former Lightning superstar Martin San louis which is amazing, uh, Martin San Luis. I'm sorry, excuse me. And uh, other Junior Rangers and Florida Alliance teams as well. So that's pretty exciting to have uh, someone of San Luis stature show up and uh, show you how to play hockey, or at least hang out with you. Also, Vincent Le Cavalier is going to be there. Or Le Cavalier. I, I'm sorry, my uh, French is just horrendous this evening. They also have a sled hockey game with some alumni lined up and then an esports NHL twenty tournament at ten AM in the morning. So this stuff starts early in the morning and it goes well through the day and uh into the night going to a nine p.m Lightning high school hockey league championship game.
0: Okay. So the Lightning Championship game is that like it happens really quickly Is one of the teams called the Lightning? Is it sponsored by the Tampa Bay Lightning? I'm a little confused here.
1: Yes. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for clearing that up, pal. Sure. Well, you know, I need my staff around me. I don't know what I'm talking about if I don't have my staff. Uh (laughs) but we could you could go check that out on uh on the uh, website itself let me see actually i have it open here so let's see if there's some information on the lightning the tampa bay times i should say that lists all of this fun stuff
0: you know Um, what james i mm -hmm. will say one one leg we have up on joe buck here on the podcast we don't have to relieve ourselves into a bottle if we need to that's right
1: <laughs> but uh, it's the Lightning High School Hockey League Championship game, so that's the the league is.
0: Okay, uh, so yeah, is it the Tampa Bay Lightning sponsoring a high school hockey league, or again, are these games really fast, or is there a Lightning High School that's sponsoring this league? This. Uh, okay, I'm on the website. The inquiring Lightning- minds want to know, James. Where's my staff? <laughs> lightninghighschoolhockeyleague.com
1: the producer is shouting in my ear to grill you about this the LHSHL includes 18 Tampa Bay area high school hockey teams and is open to all high school students the regular season runs from September through February the Tampa Bay Lightning logo is on their logo so right. what I'm deducing here is that the Tampa Bay Lightning does sponsor this high school league Bring in dem duckets. Quack, right. quack. Good. <laughs> Shucky, ducky, quack, quack. Are you Booker T? <laughs> I can no. dig that, sucka. Yeah, I'm not the two-time, two-time, two-time anything. So five times, five times, time. six times at this point. Oh, where is it? Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, really. you know,
0: it's just, the man has a pedigree. That's, actually, that's that's triple A. She has a tra- pedigree. Oh, <laughs> Let's okay. get back
1: to Tampa.
0: Can you do a spinner Rooney?
1: <laughs> no, absolutely not. And I wouldn't even attempt to. Okay, that's probably for the best. Yes. <laughs> February 10th, if you still have some energy in you and you're in Tampa, they will, the Lightning will open one of three community ball hockey rinks on what? February 10th. Yes.
0: What? Are you serious right now? Are you even serious right now?
1: I am as serious as Yahoo. How, how serious is Yahoo? He's Yahoo serious. Oh,
0: oh, I get, of course, yes, Yahoo serious. I I get it. I am thinking of the the search engine. Right. That's what which which I mean, given the popularity of Google and to a lesser extent Bing, probably isn't that serious. So, anyway, I'm going to defer to and move on.
1: I'm old save us american right Yahoo serious.
0: <laughs> I should have gotten that reference. I apologize.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, uh, yeah, that was totally out of the corner, which uh, the Zamboni just crashed into it. So that's not your fault at all. All
0: right, so three, three <laughs> hockey rinks. Yes, yes, that's what that's what we were talking about two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Before before this train of thought went careening off the track. <laughs> so okay, one of three hockey rinks. Is that the first of three? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So there are two more to come. That's right. I can do math. I can do basic first grade math. <laughs> and you don't need a staff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know. My wife could be right off, off. Uh, well, I was going to say off camera. Nobody can see us. My wife could be right right over here gesturing to me with her fingers that one plus two equals three. Fair enough. <laughs> so you don't know is my point.
1: No, I, yeah, I'm sorry to assume that. My don't assume
0: I know things, James. Uh, but... <laughs> I may just be a pretty face, in which case I am nothing. So anyway, anyway yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, tell me about these, these, these ranks, please. Well, anyway, the, the, the first one, I'm sorry for saying, well, anyway, too many times, by the way. The first will open up on February 10th at three o'clock and as part of the Connect the Thunder program. And we've talked about the great work that the Tampa Bay Lightning have done in the past, particularly for deck hockey, too. And they've kept it up. And this is just one of the great reasons of why what they're up to as well as a, not only just Hockey Week, but it's nine days. And part of that are three deck hockey or at least ball hockey rinks that they will are opening up. And this one is in the Ruskin Parks and Recreation Center. And also, too, it doesn't just end there. They will have three clinics for teaching people how to play ball hockey and deck hockey. And then they are all invited to stick around and have a watch party for the Lightning Blue Jackets game that night at 7.30 p.m. The Lightning will be in Columbus, so that's why it's a watch party. So they'll be able to uh, play ball hockey and and watch the NHL at the same time. See, now you say watch
0: party, and I'm thinking of a bunch of guys in trench coats that have uh, some some knockoff wrist (laughs) timepieces hanging from the inside of their coat.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's New York. That's, that's New York. <laughs> hey, uh, you want to buy this Folex? <laughs> right. Um, uh, from, no, yeah, so, yeah, go From, ahead. from, from there. <laughs> we skip to uh, Valentine's Day. And uh, if you're like I am and you don't have a date this Valentine's Day, that's okay. Don't feel like a loser or anything. You can go down to Tampa Bay if you like. And if you want to participate... There is a youth ball hockey clinic, and the Tampa Bay mayor and also former Lightning players will be there as well. So it's not just for the kids, but it's for some pretty incredible guests as well. So that will be from 3.30 to 5.30, and they have that in Tampa on the 14th. On the 17th, then they have the grand opening of the Sadie Park Rink, and that will be followed by a ball hockey tournament and ball hockey playoff as part of the, uh, the three rinks. And there was another one that they were going to open to. I don't see it here, but again, they have nine days worth of uh, stuff. And that's part of their nine-day schedule of Hockey Week in Tampa. Nice. I mean, that's only part? There's more? They have something scheduled every day. So I just wanted to get some of the highlights or at least the things that, that I thought was pretty cool, especially for ball hockey stuff. But they have Attend High School Hockey Showcase. On Wednesday the 12th. An open house for Lightning Community Hockey Team. On the 13th. And a pickleball tournament. And youth hockey clinics as, as well. And they also have another watch party. So you can stick around and, and watch the Lightning play the Oilers that night.
0: Hey, I got a, I got a Cartier right here. Right here. All premium, premium merchandise. For you cut-rate deals. I promise you will not... Be able to return this. I mean, you will not want to return this. This this is a this watch will last a
1: lifetime.
0: You do not look very healthy.
1: On February 15th, they have Watch Local College Hockey Day lined up. And on the sixteenth, they have Girls Hockey Three on Three Series. And then President's Day with that other grand opening of the rink in Sadie Park Rink.
0: Mm. Mm. Yes. Well, I mean, it's no mattress sale, but I guess that's a pretty good way to celebrate President's Day. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, I mean, look, if you're in the market for a new mattress, this isn't going to help you. But if you're in the market for a place to play ball hockey, then I would say that this is right up your alley.
1: Yeah. And that's just Tampa. So we can go over to Nashville And they have the NBC eyes and ears as well, because the Nashville Predators are going to host Hockey Day in America, and that is February 16th itself, and the celebration in the United States, of course. That's going to be part of a 10 hour broadcast of NHL games all day on the NBC family. So, starting off with the Pittsburgh Penguins Detroit Red Wings game, and then the Rangers Bruins, and finally the Blues Predators that evening and they got that all planned in Nashville and they will be the home base for that and also too Nashville doesn't just end the celebrations there from February 1st through the 23rd they will have an outdoor public skating rink in the Bridgestone arena Plaza for anybody to come and check out and try your well hand at uh, skating and ice skating Hey, uh, serious talk for a
0: second here, James. So I, I have a question for you. Now, mm-hmm. we often hear on the podcast lament how we wish that these you know new rinks and awesome facilities and things would open up near us. But the majority of these things seem to open up in non-traditional markets like Tampa or Arizona or Nashville or something like that. So I I have to assume the reason for that is because they get money from the NHL to go towards that sort of thing to help grow the game in those areas. And in places like where we are in New York, that's not really necessary because hockey is pretty well established. Now, I have to honestly, I mean, I've lived in New York all my life. I don't see myself going anywhere. But in the abstract, do you think you would prefer to live in a place Where the hockey is well established and there is, you know, there's a definite fan base, so you don't have to worry about anything happening to your team. There's a a reasonable amount of money put into the the team. You know, you've got fans that you can commiserate with and enjoy hockey with, uh, you know, sports bars, all that sort of thing. Do you think you'd rather live in an established market that didn't have, you know, those kind of opportunities for hockey, like with the new ranks and and the the programs or what have you? Or is it better to live in a non-traditional market where it's still growing, where the team may not have a lot of success? all the time or if they do, it's kind of flash in the pan success and there aren't as many fans but you do get these outreach things and and new ranks and things like that and the tickets are relatively cheap because they're trying to entice people to come to the games. What do you think is better?
1: You just sold me on it. I'd much rather live in an area where they're working a little bit harder to uh, keep interest and spread the love. So thank God for places like Lagrange Hockey and M Power Play for doing those great jobs in uh, developing ball hockey rinks and, and obviously LaGrange uh, getting the younger generation involved and donating gear for them to play and things. So I do like that. I think that's a great idea. You just named a couple of, of, of great hotbeds as well in Tampa and Arizona and on and so forth. It, yeah, living in New York, everything is overpriced and overrated and overcrowded. So I, I do think that is very appealing that if you go to a place where hockey isn't as prevalent or in the fore as it is here in New York, obviously we have the Rangers, Islanders, and Devils. And even uh, in Western New York, they don't like to refer to themselves as upstate New York. You have the Buffalo Sabres, too.
0: I would refer to them as basically Canada, but that's just me.
1: Yeah, right. And and yeah, not too far off. You got uh, Toronto, um, and also uh, down south, you got D.C., Philly, and Pittsburgh. So it's something you and I really can't relate to because we've been exposed to hockey our whole lives and, and Boston as well. I mean, gosh, it doesn't get bigger than, than Massachusetts when, when it comes to obviously Mylek and, and lemon the kid to, uh, to quote, the kid. thank you, sir. In terms of, of passion for hockey. But that is uh, an interesting thing because yeah, if you try and go to a Ranger game, it, it costs you an arm and a leg and you're going to need to get rid of that arm and a leg to fit in the seats in the upper deck. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not yeah. wrong. <laughs> I think that's much much cooler for Nashville, which they've done such a great job too over the last few years, having great teams and and competitive teams, and making it all the way to the Stanley Cup final, the All Star Game. Just they do it right there, and it looks exciting and fun. So I think that's really cool. They've earned the right to have Hockey Day in America this year. But that is very appealing that if you're in a place where hockey isn't as popular or prevalent as it is here in uh, New York or uh, Minnesota or something like that, then, yeah, I, I think it'd be great to take advantage of uh, reasonable ticket prices. And if there's a rink, it's not going to be overcrowded. You could go and skate, bring your family there and have some fun. I like that idea very much.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I will say... Obviously, the the price point and the attempts to grow the game, if you're already an established hockey fan, you know, those things are appealing, certainly. And as a lifelong Mets fan, there is definitely something that appeals to me with the idea of kind of being an underdog with an us versus them mentality. You know, us against the world that your small town market fan might possess. But I have to say... I also, I really like the fact that I live somewhere where hockey is an established culture. It may not be like, you know, baseball or football or basketball levels of popularity, but it's still, you know, it's still big enough that you can walk down the street and see somebody wearing a Rangers jersey or a Rangers shirt and be like, yeah, me too. You know, I, I like And I'm sure if you're in a smaller market and you see that it's even more powerful and more appealing. But I also have to think that that would happen a lot less often if you're in that smaller market. Because, you know, there's a reason they're trying to grow the sport, which is an uphill battle in a lot of these places. So I like the idea of living in a place where you know I'm I I feel like there's other people like me, an abundance of other people like me who share my interest, and and that you know I'm part of an already established fan culture. So as much as anything else, that's why I like the idea of living in uh you know a market such as this. Plus, as a Rangers fan, I get to have that built-in unearned arrogance about being yeah. a fan of an original six team. <laughs>
1: yeah speaking of not good at math but uh, that's true yeah so really you can't lose either way it's, it sounds great but the other thing too for tampa as example they didn't rest on their laurels they have the stanley cup they won it and i believe it was at 07 when they won their stanley cup and they didn't stop there so fast forward to 2020 and they're still working so hard to promote the sport and and make sure that they're just as relevant as anybody else in uh in that area and in a warm beach town, which I'd imagine Tampa is, you know, ice hockey might be a little bit too foreign for somebody to even comprehend. So that that's pretty cool. I love the fact that they're sticking with the ball hockey and the deck hockey stuff, obviously, but they're hungry for it. So that just gives you an idea of the passion of uh, and love of hockey that the NHL has for its brand as well as they should, and, and for the fans, too, that it's not just one generation or maybe just the dad was uh, grew up in Long Island and then moved to Tampa, and, and he's the only hockey fan. It's the dad, the mom, and the kids, too. So uh, that, that's pretty cool and exciting.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, there's no right answer. I just thought it was an interesting thing to talk about.
1: Yeah, and and one can dream that 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 I like that because I'm kind of sick and tired of New York to be quite honest with you. But you know, a lot of people I love are here, so that's why I haven't left, even though so, the city doesn't want me.
0: <laughs> so what else is happening for hockey hockey speaking week? It's speaking of well into this podcast, and we've hardly talked about anything.
1: Yeah, and, and speaking of a city that doesn't want me around, they do have some cool things lined up. One thing which I'm really excited about is a great, fantastic podcast, an entertaining, wonderful podcast, is going to turn four years old on February 12th. Oh, what a coincidence. So are we. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's pretty awesome. That uh, little podcast that came out of nowhere and has really met some wonderful people along the way. And hopefully we will meet a lot more wonderful people. Just talking about the passion and love of ball hockey, and deck hockey, and street hockey, and hockey, and sneakers. It's been a thrill, and um, four years have really flown by. It's time flies when you're having fun. Yep, we started from the bottom, and now
0: look at us. We are technically vertical.
1: (laughs) Success is measured in different levels, but uh, in all honesty, really, some of the great, great people that we've met along the way has been such a, a thrill, and the generosity of these great people too and you know I, I definitely recommend if you haven't heard some of our great guests as we just mentioned glenn and wayne barrett and kevin and lou of course uh, just to name a few jackie you know and and how they've been so generous to introduce us to some of their friends and, and other people that they know and uh, even we have got to interview team usa players yeah it doesn't get better than that so that, that's pretty awesome too Yeah, those are the highlights for me. I mean, no disrespect,
0: whatever, to the the other guys you mentioned and girls like definitely they're awesome. But, you know, the fact that we I I mean, I don't call myself the American rhino for nothing. The fact that we were able to actually interview people on the podcast that are going out and representing this country to the rest of the world has always been like a real highlight for me. It's been really special for me.
1: Yeah, and, and I hope that the listener appreciated that as well, too. And that, that, thanks to guys like Hamish Suds and, and Jeremy, too, with the Columbus Deck Hockey Association. So really great guys and gals, very generous, very cool. And just I've, I've learned a lot about the popularity of ball hockey throughout this country, too. So it's just appropriate that we'd be right smack dab in the middle of a hockey week in America. I think it couldn't be more appropriate... And uh, very well earned. So thank you, American Rhino, for this great podcast. And, and I hope the listener appreciates it. And if you do like it, please, you know, spread the word. Tell your um, friends. We yep. beg of you. Yep, yep. And it doesn't just stop here in the States. We have some listeners up in Canada. We have some listeners over in, uh, in, in, in Europe, too. So uh, that's pretty exciting. And, and we appreciate it all and, and hope that uh, our love and appreciation of this great sport and of podcasting come through. And if you want to be a part of it, you are more than welcome because the more the merrier we want to meet more of you great people in the ball hockey world. And it doesn't just stop at ball hockey. We're not going to, you know, if you play roller hockey, if you play ice hockey, you're welcome too. But, uh, you know, hockey, it's what it's all about. And um, it's just that's pretty amazing that uh, our anniversary is right in the middle of Hockey Week in America.
0: Oh, and uh, by the way, speaking of our international listeners, I don't want to slight them. There's one thing I wanted to mention last week and I neglected to because it's a new thing that I learned when we were talking about Canada and Tukes. So for you, our Northern listeners, I want to tell you, if you've been confused for these last four years, I want to kind of translate for you here on Hit the Deck. We talk about deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey. It's hockey in runners. Ah, and of course, for our English listeners in the UK,
1: it's hockey in trainers. <laughs> do we have to go to, to our Southern American friends too? Do, do they still refer to sneakers as tennis shoes by any chance? I couldn't tell you. That, have to ask Glenn. That is information which I lack. All right. But uh, if, you, if you have the answer, please let us know. And, and one more thing about New York and, and hockey week. In uh, Williams Bridge Oval Recreation Center... There will be a ball hockey competition that will be on Thursday, February 20th from 3.30 to 5.30. It's free and open to the public. And it's also specifically for kids and teens from 6 to 17-year-old. And uh, they're all invited to play and have drills, things like um, drilled competitions, ball handling, and much more. So that's, uh, I believe that's in the Bronx, Williams Bridge Oval Recreation Center.
0: All right. Well, thank you. All right, man. So what else What else do we have to talk about? All
1: right, well, rumors are going wild that the uh, Seattle expansion NHL team, which is due to play a year from now, so I believe it's the, uh, I'm not sure if it's the 2020-21 season or the 21-22 season, but they are basically pretty close to having a team name.
0: Well, now, James, if you recall back, We actually discussed the potential team names for the Seattle expansion franchise back when it was first announced in December of 2018. That was episode 118 for you listeners if you want to go back and check that out. And uh, we we did discuss a wide range of possibilities that had been suggested, many of which I personally poo-pooed, some of which I, I was, you know, conditionally on board with. One of the ones that you mentioned the history of was the Metropolitans which uh, we, we actually talked about briefly last week because I had forgotten all about it. And I mentioned it as having seen somebody suggest it and gin up a logo for it even. And, and you know, you got excited about that. But there was one name in particular that we, we bandied about in that podcast, 118, that I latched onto and said, dead stop, yes, that's it. We're going with that one. Not that I have any power or influence over the Seattle franchise. But if it was up to the American Rhino, it would be that. And lo and behold, James, if I'm not mistaken, it seems like that particular name is the front runner right now as we speak in 2020. You're absolutely right. And that would be the Seattle Kraken. Release the Kraken. Or Kraken. I always said Kraken, although now in in recent years I've heard it pronounced Kraken. So I don't know what's proper. I'm just going to go with whatever they say it is. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I don't think there's any difference in spelling, but as far as I know, it's K-R-A-K-E-N. Yep. I'm still trying to recover from the toque and the toke and all that stuff. So I'm not going to, I apologize if I mispronounce Kraken or Kraken.
0: Yeah. I don't, I'm I'm not suggesting that my pronunciation was correct. I'm just saying that's how I've already said it. Okay.
1: Fair enough. But yeah, um you were definitely onto something and uh if the NHL they were listening to this podcast, I hope. That's that probably
0: you... what it was. Yeah, we we <laughs> we uh clearly we have a long history of the NHL. I think Gary Bettman personally is is quite a fan.
1: Well, he 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 changed his first name to Gary in honor of you too. His first name was not Gary originally, but it would be nice if uh the American Rhino gets a cut of that uh, team name and maybe a little bit of the merchandise money and stuff like that. But we'll see, as as far as we know, and from all the rumors going around, that were not started by us, by the way, (laughs) uh, the Kraken is the front runner. And and speaking of simulations of logos and things, if you're not familiar with what the Kraken is, it's a mythological figure deep in the sea. It's like a really nasty octopus that is capable of pulling down huge ships and even splitting them in half and uh, just destruction left and right.
0: If you oh, saw medicine. that uh, that Pirates of the Caribbean movie, that was what destroyed the Black Pearl at the end of the second movie. I think it was the second movie. Yeah, that sounds uh, right.
1: Yeah, I didn't see any of those films. I apologize. But interesting enough. But that's not so far off in the NHL world of team names that uh, based on destructive, nightmarish creatures or, or events, one of which is the lightning, the Tampa Bay lightning. Now that's very destructive. Just, just ask Thor. Sure. So, uh, sure. How, how, how lightning can really do some major league damage to things. The Calgary Flames, which were the originally the Atlanta Flames, which to me is, I can't think of a more insulting name. Well, Yankee, quite frankly, because that, that's just an insult. And I'm not just saying that, that's uh, you go down South and, and you go into Europe. When people refer to you as a Yankee, it, it's a horrible, horrible insult. And it's true. So, them's fighting words, quite frankly. But the Atlanta Flames were based on the Civil War and how right. the city was in flames burning down. And, and to name a team after that, it doesn't really surprise me how they they left the city and then ended up going to Canada and, and Calgary, which, I don't know, they just decided to keep the name Flames. So, whatever. That that, that That's okay. Speaking of Kraken and, and things of that nature in the sea, The whalers, that's not a good thing to be named after. Whalers were terrible people. They would just go and and murder whales. I mean, (laughs) it was a living.
0: I mean, that whale oil was a legitimate fuel source at that time. It's not a nice thing, but I mean, you know, I guess it's not great how we get most of our meat either (laughs) currently. So, you know, I, I... Prefer not to think about that. Uh, look, I'm not anti-whale, certainly, and I'm glad whaling <laughs> isn't a thing anymore. But I'm just saying it wasn't. I'm sure some people did it for sport, but by and large, I think it was just you know because that was a commodity, and these are the people that were willing to do it.
1: Yeah, I apologize. I'm I'm my Star Trek four is is showing so that uh, the importance of whales and in, in, in the future. They had to come back in time. Whatever. Anyway. Jimbo, um... (laughs) there'd be whales here. Exactly. Another thing. I really Uh, like Star
0: Trek 4. Yeah. It's one of my favorite of the Star Trek movies. But the idea of a giant space cigar showing up and like destroying the earth out of nowhere. And the only thing that can turn it away is a whale. That's some... Really trippy nonsense, even for Star Trek.
1: Uh, hey, you know, uh, space is infinite and anything can happen. So, I I I buy it all. I you know, but anyway. yeah, anyway. Right. <laughs> and you're not wrong, by the way. Hurricanes,
0: mm. hurricanes
1: are terrible. They are destructive and and deadly. We've seen that firsthand too. And you don't just need to. I mean, just look in in, in uh, the Midwest and stuff. Uh, hurricanes. So, Carolina hurricanes. There you go. The avalanche. I, I, I just, the hurricanes. I do like the song, though. Yeah. The, the, Bob, the Bob
0: Dylan song. Yeah, yeah. This is the story of a hurricane. in a prison cell but one You're going to be
1: champion of the world. Moving on to... To the avalanche, uh, I really, there can't be many worse ways to die than to suffocate in an avalanche. And there's a team, they ended up winning the Stanley Cup their first year, obviously Mm -hmm. moving from, uh, I believe they were the Nordiques originally, right? The Quebec Nordiques. The Quebec Nordiques. Their first year in Colorado, they win the Stanley Cup just to add salt to that wound. They crushed the competition. They did indeed. Smothered them. (laughs) And and by far, I mean, I'm not saying we try and be very professional and, and fair right down the middle on this podcast. Well you do. Okay. Uh I'm not speaking as a fan of a of a team in the division and a rival. I'm speaking of a as a Catholic. The Devils I <laughs> mean come on, is there a worse name than the Devils? Uh <laughs> Super fan, Sue, I apologize, and and I will be hiding under my bed, so please don't come after me. I'm just saying the team name. It's a a nasty, nasty name. Nah, she's on a cruise or
0: something. She's on vacation. You don't have to worry about that. Have fun, Sue. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, technically, the devils are not named after the Lord of Darkness. (laughs) They are named after the Jersey Devil, which is an urban legend like Bigfoot or um Loch Ness or um I don't know the Kraken <laughs> yeah like that so um yeah it, it, it technically technically that's what that is like you know like a Tasmanian devil but in Jersey
1: <laughs> yeah if it wasn't the Blair Witch kind of based off that idea too The maybe the, movie, the Blair Witch project of- it could have been I don't yeah, know they, well that's The point is that the American Rhino planted the seed for the Seattle Kraken, and the NHL has not shied away from having a gutsy, intimidating, nasty team nickname, and those were just a few that we wanted to point out and share with you. You're uh, welcome, Seattle. Yeah, and just curious, uh, your deck team, what kind of crazy names have you come up with, and your leagues as well. Please let us know about your deadly team names. We'd appreciate it.
0: Yeah, we want to hear about your intimidating name. Don't come at us with your, like, clever puns and your innuendos. We want to hear about... I mean, whatever. You can if you want. But but what we're really looking for is the, the ones that, you know, make your opponents wet themselves. <laughs> Would you rather have your opponents talking about how they're about to play the Fluffy Ducklings or the Mind Flayers? Like you know we want to, that that's what we want to hear about so let us know please you can of course email us at hit the at gmail.com. you can tweet at us at hit the deck pod or hit us up on facebook or instagram at hit the deck and you know we'll if we if we if you have a particularly awesome name you know let us know where you're from and uh, where you play and we will let everybody know on the podcast how awesome you are on a future edition Of Hit the Deck. So, speaking of scary, intimidating things, James, before we wrap up, there is one final thing, that uh, one final bit of business that we must address here on the podcast, and that is going to be this week's edition of This Week in Gritty.
1: This Week in Gritty.
0: Now, James, there is a topic we need to follow up on, because if we are to consider ourselves even fair journalists, I don't consider myself a journalist, but let's play along for the moment, we have to give the devil his due, or the flyer in this case, and uh, so a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, we discussed how Gritty had some allegations leveled against him, and he had been investigated. He was being investigated by the local police for punching a 13-year-old boy in the back, And causing uh, bruising and damage and, and all kinds of bad stuff. And the investigation was ongoing at that point. And we were careful to point out that these were unproven allegations at the time, but that Gritty had exhibited a pattern of behavior that would make it not impossible to think that he had done such things. Well, James, the case has been investigated. A conclusion has been reached. And that is that the big orange maniac has received a full a griddle. Oh, no, what? He has been cleared of all charges. The police determined that there was not enough evidence. There was really no evidence to prove that he had done this. There was no video evidence. There were no witnesses that came forward to say that they had seen him do this. And they were not able to determined conclusively that the young man's account lined up with the actual facts. So I guess we owe Gritty a conditional apology.
1: Yeah, where's Danny Reagan and Baez when you need them? Uh, couldn't they match up the marks with his big orange fist or something, really? Gritty, we're
0: sorry. And uh, don't ever do anything like that ever again, which is not an implication that you did it this time, but... If you've ever considered doing something like that, don't be a good boy, Gritty. That's what my daughter would say. Be a good boy. All right. So, and, and, and uh, just to, to leave it off on a bit of a lighter note, because, you know, let's finish off with a bit of uh hijinks, the kind of hijinks that Gritty's more known for. And so, Almost immediately after being cleared, he went out and he decided to uh, mess with some nuns.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, I think it was somewhat consensual. But so it it appears that he was playing uh, a, a well, he was at a local Philadelphia school and he tweeted out a video of this. I don't know how this evolved. I don't know how it came to this, but the the video is uh picked up in media res so we see gritty defending against a nun who uh has a basketball and honestly she's traveling left and right so any respectable (laughs) referee would have blown the whistle on her a hundred times over but that's neither here nor there so gritty's got the hands up he's he's getting in her face he's he's stopping you know he's he's not letting her, uh, have a lane to the basket. And so she decides to pass off the ball to a nun off, you know, to the side of her, to her right. And she passes the rock and Gritty, of course, switches his coverage over to the other nun. She tries to go up for some kind of hook shot and Gritty stuffs her. He says, get that noise out of here. <laughs> and, uh, and then he taunts her by doing that pelvis i'm i'm kind of doing it you can't see what i'm doing thankfully he he does that like throwing his pelvis out at the person thing that he does that that gyration and it looked like the nuns were having the time of their life they were <laughs> they thought it was very funny but uh yeah so i guess you know even even the brides of christ are not safe from the grit man Oh wow, wow, wow. That's how they do in Philadelphia, I suppose. <sighs> Honestly though, I, I think Gritty could probably use use a little bit of uh Catholic school nun discipline in his life, if you ask me. But nobody did. So I guess that's where we will leave you off for uh this edition of this week in Gritty. This,
1: this week. week
0: and coincidentally i think that is also going to be where we are going to leave you off for this edition of hit the deck so uh i'm gonna just push this here button that ends the show now last minute remaining in the podcast so dear listener we hope that you have enjoyed another episode of hit the deck and we hope that you will feed back to us your team names or whatever you thought about the show so you can do that once again at hitthedeck at gmail.com you can tweet at us at hitthedeckpod you can get us on facebook and instagram at hit the deck we want to hear from you we also want to thank anthony sejazi for providing us with music and we want to thank you in advance for telling all of your friends about how awesome hit the deck is and telling everybody to subscribe and if you haven't done it yourself subscribe because honestly That's the easiest way to get hit the deck every week. You don't have to worry about finding it. It's just there in your podcatcher. Now you may use Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or the Podbean app or Spreaker or Spotify. (laughs) We're on all of those places. So if you want to get us in one of those places or even more places than that, check it out. We're probably there. And if we're not... Just let us know, but we're probably there and we want you to subscribe wherever we want to make this convenient for you. So please do, please encourage your friends to subscribe. Please leave us a review in Apple podcasts or, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We'd really appreciate you spreading the word. It would help us out a lot. And, uh, so with that being said, thank you, dear listener for listening to another episode of hit the deck. We genuinely appreciate it. If it wasn't for you, there would be no us James. Is there anything you'd care to add
1: here at the end? Yes, thank you, sir. Cool. Thanks to Jeremy. And if you're looking for places to play deck, please check out his Columbus Deck Hockey Association. Thanks to Lou. Check out his Charlotte Street Hockey League, or former since he's down in South Carolina now. Thanks to Kevin, Mr. Frost. You could go check out the Raleigh Street Hockey League. Mr. Wayne Barrett. You could check out the DCSH. Kamish Suds, you can check out the DCHL, the MDHL, and the RHL, and also to go check out the Var Hockey League. And thanks to Glenn and Lagrange Hockey, you can donate to them. And Kelly K of M Power Play, check those guys out too. And of course, Deck Superstars. And thanks for listening.
0: Thank you, James, and dear listener. Of course, we will thank you as we always do at the end of the podcast here. To remember that. Whether you are celebrating the game of hockey or celebrating an orange acquittal, whether you are bringing a brand new franchise to life or cracking under the pressure, regardless of what you find yourself doing, I would always encourage you to remember it's Deck Hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Where we talk Deck Hockey, Street Hockey, Ball Hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. You know what? I wasn't feeling that.
1: You sounded fine, but that's fine with me.
0: Yeah, I didn't like my energy. All right, take two. It's hockey in sneakers! I don't like that either. Why is this so hard? We've done this for four years. Why is this difficult all of a sudden? Come on, come on, game on, game on. I feel like I just got scored on twice in the first minute. All right, third time's the charm. Rock and roll, here we go.